there. This is Minister McMillan. I'd like to talk to you today about programs or shows that you might like to air. Try Anchor. Anchor Podcasting allows you to have free episodes. They have music. They have recording. Try Anchor and see. Now we'll return to our regularly scheduled program. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise the Lord. Praise Him, praise Him, praise Him, praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Okay, everyone, we are now going to start in chapter 8 of Numbers. And the Lord spanked unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and say unto him, When thou lightest the lamp, the seven lamps shall give light over against the candlestick. And Aaron did so. He lighted the lamp thereof over against the candlestick, as the Lord commanded Moses. And this work of the candlestick was of beaten gold unto the shaft thereof, unto the flowers thereof, was beaten work according unto the pattern which the Lord had showed Moses. So he made the candlestick. Wow. So the Lord showed Moses exactly what he wanted made for the candlestick out of gold. Okay? And it was done that way. And the Lord spanked unto Moses, saying, Take the Levites from amongst the children of Israel and cleanse them. And this shalt thou do unto them to cleanse them. Sprinkle water of purifying upon them. And let them shave all their flesh. And let them wash their clothes. And so make themselves clean. So they had to shave their entire body. And then be washed in purified water. <laughs> wow. And then let them take a young bullock with his meat offering, even fine flour mingled with oil. And another young bullock shalt thou take for a sin offering. And thou shalt bring the Levites before the tabernacle of the congregation. And thou shalt gather the whole assembly of the children of Israel together. And thou shalt bring the Levites before the Lord, and the children of Israel shall put their hand upon the Levites. And Aaron shall offer the Levites before the Lord for an offering 
of the children of Israel, that they may be execute the service of the Lord. And the Levites shall lay their hands upon the heads of the bullocks, and thou shalt offer the one for a sin offering, and the other for a burnt offering unto the Lord, to make an atonement for the Levites. So one transfers over to the other. And thou shalt set the Levites before Aaron and before his sons, and offer them for an offering unto the Lord. Thus shalt thou separate. Now when they say offer, offer uh, the Levites to an offering for the Lord, they don't mean sacrifice them. They just mean uh, they're literally lifting them up in prayer to the Lord. Uh, Thus shalt thou separate the Levites from among the children of Israel, and the Levites shall be mine. So the Lord is claiming the Levites to be his. And after that shall the Levites go in to do the service of the tabernacle of the congregation, and thou shalt cleanse them and offer them for an offering." Now, that makes a lot of sense if you think about it. Um, uh, when you think of a, a business, um, the uh, usually the top bosses wants uh, people around them, him, that belongs to him, that's his people, people he know that he can trust and will do what he says. Well, it's kind of similar to this, where the Lord has hollowed out the Levites specifically for him. So when he says do something, he knows it's going to get done because they're under his law and they belong to him. Okay? Uh, let's see. For they are wholly given unto me from among the children of Israel instead of such as opening every womb, even instead of the firstborn of all the children of Israel, have I taken them unto me. So instead of the firstborn child uh, of, uh, that, of Israel, he has taken the Levites in the place. For all the firstborn of the children of Israel are mine, both man and beast. On the day that I smoked every first in the land of Egypt, I sanctified them for myself. So they're already taken, the firstborn, okay? And I have taken the Levites for all the firstborn of the children of Israel. And I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and to his sons for among the children of Israel to do the service of the children of Israel in the tabernacle of the congregation and to make an atonement for the children of Israel that there be no plague among the children of Israel when the children of Israel come nigh unto the sanctuary. And Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel did to the Levites accordingly unto all that the Lord commanded Moses concerning the Levites. So did the children of Israel unto them. And the Levites were purified, and they washed their clothes, and Aaron offered them, uh, offered them as an offering before the Lord. 
and Aaron made an atonement for them to cleanse them. And after that went the Levites in to do their service in the tabernacle of the congregation before Aaron and before his sons. As the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites, so did they unto them. And the Lord spanked unto Moses, saying, This is it that belongeth unto the Levites. For twenty and five years old and upward, they shall go in to wait upon the service of the tabernacle of the congregation. So if you were twenty-five years and up, you had to come into that tabernacle and work if you were a Levite. And for the ages of 50 years, they shall cease waiting upon the service thereof. So from the age 25 to 49, they waited on the tabernacle. After, when they turned 50, they no longer waited or did service in the tabernacle. They were they're not allowed to uh, serve anymore. Okay, twenty six, eight twenty six, but shall minister with their brethren in the tabernacle of the congregation, so they can minister. But that's it, to keep the charge and shall do no service. Thus shall thou do unto the Levites, touching their charge. Okay. And that was chapter 8. Now we're in chapter 9. And the Lord spake unto Moses in the wilderness of Sinai in the first month of the second year after they were come out of the land of Egypt, saying, Let the children of Israel also keep the Passover of his appointed season. Okay, now the Lord is again is reiterating the appointed time for the Passover. So you see, now we've been reading over and over about this Passover. And you see how important this Passover is. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> nine and three. In the 14th day of this month at evening, ye shall keep it in his appointed season according to all the writs of it. And according to all the ceremonies thereof shall ye keep it. And Moses spanked unto the children of Israel that they should keep the Passover. And they kept the Passover on the fourteenth day of the first month at evening in the wilderness of Sinai. According to all that the Lord commanded Moses, so did the children of Israel. And there were certain men who were defiled by the dead body of a man, that they could not keep the Passover on that day. And they came before Moses and before Aaron on that day. And those men said unto him, We are defiled by the dead body of a man. 
Wherefore are we keep uh, keep back that we may not offer an offering of the Lord in this appointed season among the children of Israel? And Moses said unto them, Stand still, and I will hear what the Lord will command concerning you. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If any man of you or of your prosperity shall be unclean by reason of a dead body, or be in a journey afar off, yet he shall keep the Passover unto the Lord. The fourteenth day of the second month, at evening they shall keep it, and eat it, and eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall leave none of it unto the morning, nor break any bone of it according to all the ordinances of the Passover, they shall keep it. But the man that is clean and is not in a journey, and forbeareth to keep the Passover, even the same soul shall be cut off from amongst his people, because he brought not the offer of the Lord in his appointed season, the man shall bear his sin. And if a stranger shall sojourn among you and will keep the Passover unto the Lord according to the ordinance of Passover and according to the manner thereof, <coughs> <clears throat> so shall he do. Ye shall have one ordinance both for the stranger and one for him that was born in the land. <clears throat> okay, let's read that again. Uh, and if a stranger shall sojourn among you and will keep the Passover unto the Lord, according to the ordinances of the Passover, and according to the manner thereof, so shall he do. Ye shall have one ordinance, both for the stranger and for him that was born in the land. Okay? <clears throat> and on the day that the tabernacle was reared up, the cloud covered the tabernacle, namely the tent of the testimony. And at even and at even there was a there was upon the tabernacle as it were the appearance of fire until the morning. <clears throat> <clears throat> so it was always so it was always the cloud covered it by day and appeared of fire by night and when the cloud was taken up from the tabernacle 
Then after that the children of Israel journeyed, and in the place where the cloud abode, there the children of Israel pitched their tents. And the commandment of the Lord, the children of Israel journeyed, and at the commandment of the Lord they pitched. As long as the cloud abode upon the tabernacle, they rested in their tents. And when the cloud tarried long upon the tabernacle, many days, then the children of Israel kept the charge of the Lord and journeyed not. And so it was when the cloud was a few days upon the tabernacle, according to the commandment of the Lord, they abode in their tents. And according to the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. And so it was when the cloud abode from even unto the morning, and that the cloud was taken up in the morning. Then they journeyed, whether it was by day or by night, that the cloud was taken up, they journeyed. Or whether it was two days or a month, or a year that the cloud tarried upon the tabernacle, remaining thereon. The children of Israel abode in their tents and journeyed not. When it was taken up, they journeyed. At the commandment of the Lord, they rested in the tents, and at the commandment of the Lord, they journeyed. They kept the charge of the Lord of the commandment of the land of the hand of Moses okay so basically when the cloud was down and resting on the tabernacle the people rested they stayed in place when the cloud lifted up off the tabernacle then that was the sign that they had to get they had to go so they would they would they would prepare the journey uh, and this happened at night or day. They could have been the f a cloud of fire uh, over the tabernacle at night. If it lifts up, then that means they're going to be moving out. Okay? So by day it was a cloud, and by night it was a cloud of fire, a pillar of fire. Okay. Let's move on to chapter 10. And the Lord spanked unto Moses, saying, Make thee two trumpets of silver. Of a whole piece shalt thou make them, that thou mayest set use them for the calling of the assembly and for the journeying of the camp. And when they shall blow with them all the assembly, shall assemble themselves to thee at the door of this tabernacle of the congregation. And if they blow but with one trump, then the princes, which are heads of thousands of Israelites, shall come to shall come gather themselves unto thee. Okay? So Let's go back and make sure we understand. It says, um, And when they shall blow with them, all the assembly shall gather. So they're making two, and if two horns, if two horns blow, 
then they assemble everybody. But if it's only one trumpet that's blowing, then that means that the princes are supposed to gather before Abraham. When ye blow an alarm, then the camp that lie on the east part shall go forward. The camp on the east part, if you remember in the last lesson, was the Judah tribe. And the Judah tribe is exceedingly large. So the Judah tribe can be walking and still the camp is hasn't broken up yet. They're preparing to leave because that's how many um, members are in the Judah tribe. Okay. Um, but remember, the Judah tribe carries the glory. So they come up front, but they're the praise and worship. And uh, when people hear them coming, they literally hear them coming because of the noise of the Judah tribe, the trump, the, the uh, horns that's being played. Okay. Um, let's move on. Um, let's see. But when the congregation is to be gathered together, ye shall blow, but ye shall not sound an alarm. I think I went down too far. Let me just see. Um... Uh, let me start at 10-4. And if they blow but one trumpet, then the princes, which are heads of the thousands of Israel, shall gather themselves unto thee. When ye blow an alarm, then the camp that lie on the east part shall go forward. That's the Judah tribe. Six. When ye blow an alarm the second time, then the camp that lie on the south side shall take their journey, and they shall they shall blow an alarm for their journeys. Okay, so that's behind Judah, which is probably Issachar or Zebulun. It's probably Issachar. Issachar's behind them. Okay, but when the congregation is to be gathered together, ye shall blow, but ye shall not sound an alarm. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, shall blow with the trumpets, and they shall be to you for an ordinance forever throughout your generations. And if ye go to war in your land against the enemy that oppress you, then ye shall blow an alarm with the trumpet, and ye shall be remembered before the Lord your God, and he shall be saved for, from your enemies, and ye shall be saved from your enemies. Also in the day of your gladness and in your solemn days, and in the beginning of your month, you shall blow with the trumpet over your burnt offerings, 
over your sacrifices of peace offerings, that they may be to you for a memorial before your God. I am the Lord your God. So imagine if you lived around these tribes and you heard, you know the people heard the horns. They heard the horns blowing. And after so many years, um, you know, living around them, you would know what horn, what the horns are for. And being that this is the first time we're hearing about the horns, this is all new. So this is probably scaring people around them. <laughs> Okay, let's move on to 11. And it came to pass on the, on the uh, 20th day of the second month in the second year that the cloud was taken up from off the tabernacle of the testimony. And the children of Israel took their journey out of the wilderness of Sinai, and the cloud rested in the wilderness of Param. Paran. And they first took their journey according to the commandment of the Lord by the hand of Moses. In the first place went the standard of the camp of the children of Judah according to their armies. Over his host was Nashon the son of Amadab. Now, that's what just what I said. They're the east camp. So they're the first out. And over the host of the tribe of the children of Zubalin, yeah, Zubalin was next, there on the south side, was Eluab, the son of Helon, and the tabernacle was taken down, and the sons of Gershon and the sons of Memory set forward bearing the tabernacle. And the standard of the camp of Reuben set forward according to their armies and over his host was Eleazar the son of Shadur and over the host of the tribe of the children of Simeon was Shalumiel the son of Zurishadi and over the host of the tribe of the children of Glad was Elisphat, the son of Duel. And the Kohavites set forward bearing the sanctuary, and the others did set up the tabernacle against their king. Hmm. Okay. Ephraim set forward according to their armies and over his host, and uh, Elishama, the son of Amihud, and over the host of the tribe of the children of Mazanah.
was uh, Gamaliel, Gamaliel, the son of Padashu, and over the host of the tribe of the children of Benjamin was Abedin and the son of uh, Gidinomi. And the standard of the camp of the children of Dan set forward, which was re-reward of all the camps throughout their host. And over his host was Ahaziah, the son of Amroshadi. And over the host of the tribe of the children of Asher, was Pegel the son of Akra, and over the host of the tribe of the children of Napatil was Ahara the son of Enoch. Thus were the journeyings of the children of Israel according to their armies when they set forward. And when they say when they set forward, they mean when they set out on their journey. So the last tribe coming up from the back, the tribe in the back was Asha. Now, mind you, uh, the tribes in the back were nothing to play with. Asha was formidable. Woo! Formidable. <laughs> you have to read up on the tribes. You know, <laughs> whoo, boy, I tell you, <laughs> quiet, but cut you up. <laughs> okay, um, let's move on. <laughs> uh, thus were the journeyings of the children of Israel according to their armies when they set forward. And Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Regul, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law. Uh, we okay. I didn't realize he was journeying with them. Okay, so let let me read this again. And Moses said unto Hobab, the son of Raguel, the Midianite, Moses' father-in-law. Okay, so. His father-in-law's his father-in-law's son was with him. Uh, he told him, he said, "We are journeying unto the place of which the Lord said, "I will give it you. Come thou with us, and we will do the good, for the Lord hath spoken good concerning Israel." And he said unto him, I will not go, but I will depart to my own land and to my kindred. And he said, Leave us, leave us not, I pray thee, for as much as thou knowest how we are to encamp in the wilderness, and thou mayest be to us instead of eyes. And it shall be, if thou go with us, uh, yea, 
it shall be that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, that sh uh, that same will we do unto thee. And they departed from the mount of the Lord three days' journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them in the three days' journey to search out a resting place for them. <clears throat> and the cloud of the Lord was upon them by day when they were out <clears throat> of the camp. And it came to pass when the ark set forward that Moses said, Rise up, Lord, and let thy enemies be scattered, and let them that hate thee flee before thee. And now that's when when the when the when it rose up for them to walk, and when it rested, he said, "Return, O Lord, unto the many thousands of Israel." So when it sat down, that's what he said. Okay, now we are going to. Now we are going to move into chapter eleven. Okay, and when the people complained, it displeased the Lord, and the Lord heard it, and his anger was kindled, and the fire of the Lord burnt among them, and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. You see, and even today, people don't, people don't talk about it here in the States, uh, if you go out of the States and other countries, you'll hear stories. Um, <laughs> you'll hear stories similar to this, and it, it'll blow you away. Um, just like uh, when they talk about, uh, later on, about uh, how the Lord fed them. In, in a few minutes, you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, so let's move on. Uh, and the people cried unto Moses, and when Moses prayed unto the Lord, the fire was quenched, and he called the name the place Taborah, because the fire of the Lord burnt among them. The mixed multitude that was among them fell a lusting. And the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who shall give us flesh to eat? We remember the flesh which we did eat in Egypt, freely the cucumbers and the melons and the leeks and the, excuse me, and the onions and the garlic. But now our soul is dried away and there is nothing at all besides this manna before our eyes. And the manna was as coriander seed, and the color thereof as the color of Bedlam. Now, <clears throat> Bedlam is a, a very light, light kind of golden color. Um, and you see... <laughs> They're, they're just complaining and complaining and complaining. Um, they don't 
they they like the manna, but now that's not enough for them. Um, and the people went about and gathered it and ground it in mills or beat it in a mortar and baked it in pans and made cakes of it. And the taste of it was as the taste of fresh oil. And when the dew fell upon the camp in the night, the manna fell upon it. Then Moses heard the people weep throughout their families. Every man in the door of his tent and the anger of the Lord was kindled greatly. Moses also was displeased. And Moses said unto the Lord, Wherefore hast thou afflicted thy servant? And wherefore have I not found favor in thy sight, that thou layest the burden of all this people upon me? Have I conceived all this people? Have I begotten them that thou shouldest say unto me, Carry them in thy bosom as a nursing father, have the suckling child unto the land which thou sworest unto their fathers? When should I have flesh to give unto all this people? For they, whip, for they weep unto me, saying, Give us flesh that we may eat. I am not able to bear all this people alone because it is too heavy for me. Now, anyone that has um, been in any position that carries uh, weight where you have to listen to people uh, gripings and complainings, um, whether it's outside in the world or whether you're uh, in your church congregation or you're just dealing with the public in a uh, in any manner um, you you understand where Moses is coming from it can be very weighty and at this point <laughs> Moses has had enough of their griping and carrying on but um, he he know he can't lose his cool because <laughs> the Lord is already vexed about it too and the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of the Spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people with thee, that thou shalt bear it, not thyself alone. And say that unto the people, Sanctify yourselves against tomorrow, and ye shall eat flesh. For ye have ye have wept in the ears of the Lord, saying, Who shall give us flesh to eat? For it was well with us in Egypt. Therefore the Lord will give you flesh, 
and ye shall eat. Now, stop there for a second. First of all, very dangerous. The Lord has brought you out of Egypt. He has killed your enemies. <laughs> he has given you water to drink and bread to eat. And now you're still griping and mumbling because you don't have meat. Mm. Now, this was a job, and this was going on on the job after the boss had uh, given you um, extra sick time, extra vacation time, but you still wanted more time off. What do you think, the, what do you think would happen? Yeah, a couple of things. Either you wouldn't get it, or he would fix it so that you wouldn't get it exactly the way you wanted it. More like the second one, right? He'd give you something, but actuality, you'd be like, mm, I didn't want that. <laughs> okay, so let's see what happens. Ye shall not eat one day, nor two days, nor five days, neither ten days, nor twenty days, but seven days. A whole month, but even a whole month, until it come out of your nostrils, and it be lonesome unto you, because that ye have despised the Lord, which is among you, and have wept before him, saying, Why can't why came we forth out of Egypt? Whew. And Moses said, the people amongst whom I am are six thousand footmen, and thou, and thou hast said, I will give them flesh that they may eat a whole month. Shall the flocks and the herds be slain for them to suffer them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them to suffer to to suffice them. <laughs> wow. And the Lord said unto Moses, Is the Lord's hand waxed short? <laughs> so Moses, Moses kind of questioned the Lord, and the Lord had to remind him who he was. Is the Lord's hand waxed short? <laughs> Not really. Thou shalt see now whether my word shall come to pass unto thee or not. And Moses went out and told the people the word of the Lord, and gathered the seventy men of the elders of the people, and set them round about the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spanked unto them, And took of the spirit that was on upon him, and gave it unto the seventy elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they prophesied and did not cease. Hmm. <laughs> but there remained two of the men in the camp. The name of one was Eldad, and the other name of the other was Medad. And the spirit rested upon them, and they were of them that were written, 
but went not out unto the tabernacle, and they prophesied in the camp. And there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and Medad do prophecy in the camp. And Josiah, the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, My lord Moses, forbid them. And Moses said unto him, Even as thou for my sake, would God that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit upon them? And Moses got him into the camp, and he and the elders of Israel. And there went forth a wind from the Lord, and brought quail from the sea, and let them fall by the camp as it were a day's journey on this side, and as it were a day's journey on the other side, round about the camp, and as it were two cubits high upon the face of the earth. And the people stood up all that day and all that night, Wow. And the next day, and they gathered the quail. He that gathered least gathered ten hummers, and they spread them all abroad for themselves round about the camp. And while the flesh was yet between their teeth, ere it was chewed, the wrath of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord smote the people with a very great plague. And he called the name of that place Kibberahatavah. Let me pronounce this right. Kibberahatavah. Ta-a-va. This is a long name. K-I-B Kib Roth R-O-T-H dash H-A-T hot T-A Ta Ava A-V-A-H. Kib Roth Hatava. Kib Rothava. Because uh, because there they buried the people that lusted. And the people journeyed from Kippurhatava unto Hezeroth. And abode at Hezeroth. Okay, we're going to stop here. Uh, as I was going to tell you earlier, there have been stories, uh, South America as well as, uh, India and Africa where, um, people have not had food and the Lord basically dropped the food right in their laps at their door 
uh, fish, uh, cattle wandered from places where they knew there was no cattle, but all of a sudden cattle appeared. It's interesting. Um, if you go online, you'll find some of these stories. Okay. So we're going to stop here at chapter 12 in Numbers. And I'm going to quickly give you the words of the day. And then I promise you, young ladies, that I would also give a recipe. So let's see if we have time for that. Okay. So the word for the day, the, the letter today is uh, Tezadik. Tezadik. T-Z-A-D-E-E-K. That's the, that's the alphabet letter. And the word is Tizuin. Tizuin. T-Z-A-H-T-Z-O-O-E-E-M. Tizatizuin. Tizatizuin. And that is a toy. Toys. Toys. It's plural. Toys. Okay. That's the word for today. Now, I promised I would give the recipe to the ladies. Um, I was going to give lemon cream pie. However, since I gave lemon meringue pie... I think I will do something a little bit different. Um, trying to find something uh, that can be done quickly because we don't have a lot of time left. Um, about the walnut rum pie okay um, you can either buy your dough or you can uh, make your own dough crust and I do have a crust recipe okay uh, here it says uh, flaky dough pie crust one cup of light corn syrup Three-quarter cup of dark brown sugar, packed. Two tablespoons of unsalted butter. Three large eggs, a dash of salt. Three tablespoons of dark rum. Two cups of wal walnut pieces. And that's your ingredients. Now, prepare and chill flaky pie crust. Okay. Uh, lightly flour work surface. And dough and roll dough out 12 inch uh, thick, this size. Uh, fold in half, ease dough into a 9 inch pie dish. Unfold the dough and press it into place. Content, combine the cornstarch and the dark brown sugar in a saucepan and stir until mixed well. Bring to a bowl over a low heat and remove from the heat. Add your butter and allow to melt. 
whisking egg, salt, and rum in a large mixing bowl and pour in hot syrup butter mixture. Okay, whisk continuously and stir in the walnuts. Pour mixture into the pie shell. Bake 350 degrees or on the lower rack <clears throat> until the crust is golden brown and the filling is set. Should take about 45 minutes to cook. Okay, then take it out to cool and then refrigerate. Or unless you're going to eat it then. Uh, it makes about approximately eight servings. Um, you can add a variance. Uh, you can add chocolate to it. Or you can add um, coconut. You know, it's up to you. But this is the actual pie itself. Okay? Now, I have a recipe, a very quick recipe uh, for pie shell, um, pie crust, I mean, uh, one-fourth cup of blanched all-purpose flour, a half teaspoon of salt, a fourth a teaspoon of baking powder, a half a cup or a stick of butter cut into eight pieces, and two to three tablespoons of water. So you're going to combine your flour and your salt and baking soda into a medium-sized bowl and stir. You're going to add your buttered pieces and toss them around. Break them up into small pieces with your fingers until they're finely coarse. And once you do that, then you're going to um, add your water just a little at a time. Continue to stir it around with your hands until you get a smooth consistency is literally holds together and um, once it begins to hold together then you flour your area and just put it on the table and uh, roll it out okay once you roll it out you take it and you put it in your pan and that's pretty much it. Now, if you want to use a food processor, it's pretty much the same thing. You put your flour in, you put your uh, salt in, uh, you put in your your uh, your butter, and you uh, pulsate it for about 15 pulses. And then it should become crumbly. And then you add your water in again, a little at a time, until you get a nice, you know, sticky-like dough. You take it out and put your, you know, your flour around it and you roll it out. That's pretty much it. Okay, that's our program for today. Let's say a quick prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this word that's come forth today. We thank you, Lord. We glorify you and we praise you, Almighty God. In Jesus' name, Yeshua Mashiach. Amen. Okay, everyone, if you'd like to contact me, my name is Mr. MacMillan. You can reach me at uh, mcmillions75 gmail.com. If you'd like to contact me about coming on our program, it's uh, URL anchor dot 
FM uh, right slash Linda L I N D A dash M C M I L L I A N dash nine. If you want to donate or you'd like to sponsor, there's two buttons below that will give you that information that you are requesting. Okay. Everyone, good night and God bless. And thank you for joining our program tonight. Good night.